Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Beverly's going to inbound baseline far side. Get it in George. Corner jumper on the way. Oh, Paul George. The moonshot goes. PG-13 finds nothing but nylon from just inside the arc. Right to left, Leonard into the front court. Down the middle of the lane off the Zubat screen. Right elbow jumper fading away. Oh, Kawhi Leonard is a machine. George on the right wing. Down the middle of the lane on Bogdanovich. Backing down now at the dotted line. Free throw line jumper on the way. It rolls down. PG-13 with a shooter's bounce. Well, the Jazz lost to the Clippers Friday night, 116-112. That's the end of a nine-game win streak. Time to start another one. That's what we said after the 11-game win streak, and then they did it. They get the Charlotte Hornets tonight, who are game under 500. Gordon Hayward's back. PK, got a couple things you'd like to say about the Clippers. Put that game to rest and then look ahead to a busy week. That was a fun game. You know, the guys said it was a playoff atmosphere, and the and a lot of intensity, and the Clippers were close to full strength. Kennard didn't play, but their big guns played, and they played well, and they were obviously up for that game, and it showed because they turned around and then lost to the Miami Heat. Jazz and Hornets tonight. We'll get to more on the Clippers. We've got a lot of you. Uh, question of the day, near full strength Clippers beat the Jazz. Who among you is in the I told you so crowd? We'll get to that coming up. Also, the Jazz and Hornets tonight. Gordon Hayward is back. Zone Network coverage begins at 6 o'clock with the Jazz game night, the pregame show. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Brooklyn Nets beat the Clippers, so the Clippers are now three games behind the Jazz, 112-108. Clippers came from 15 down in the fourth quarter, tied the game up. PK, an offensive foul. They're normally swallowing the whistle with eight seconds to go. And Kawhi Leonard got called for an offensive foul for wiping away James Harden, who definitely sold it. So you didn't think the call should have been made? Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't, actually. I thought that was a total no-call down the stretch. And honestly, I thought that could have been a no-call in the middle of the game. How about the beginning? Definitely a no-call then. I thought it was interesting that uh, Kawhi, or, uh, Paul George was on a minutes restriction. They wouldn't let him go 35, so they sat him down at 33. Well, if that's the case, then Ty Lue has got to figure out a way where he's rested earlier so he's able to play at the end of the game. That was really funky. Unless you don't want him to play at the end of the game because he's not really good at the end of the game. Well, then you're not going to win anything if that's the case. I think, I think a lot of people believe you have just spoken truth right there. Really? Harden, why, why would we obsess about the Jazz and Clippers then if Paul George isn't going to be in at the end of the game? He will be. But if he's not good enough to be in the end of the game, whether he's in there or not... Then they won't get it done. Right. So then why They might get it done in an early series, but they won't get it done. Somebody will get them, whether it's the Jazz or it's the Lakers or it's the Nets or whoever. Well, sure. If you're going to take the Clippers versus the league, you're probably going to uh, 
lose that bet. If you take the league versus the Clippers, you're probably going to win that bet. James Harden, 37 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. Durant didn't play. He's missed uh, four games in a row now. But that was a great road trip for the Nets. They swept all five on a Western swing. They played the four California teams and the Phoenix Suns. They beat the Suns. That's the Suns' only loss in the last eight games. And the Nets now have won uh, eight in a row against the West. So while most of the East might be stinking it up, are the Nets a legit threat to win it all? Eight straight games, eight straight wins against the West since regular season, but that's got to stand for something. Oh, if that's your question you're asking me, absolutely they're a threat to yep. win it all. When you've got that much talent, there's no question you're a threat to win it all. Yeah, and they did most of that trip without Durant, so it's an awfully big piece of the puzzle right there. Kyrie Irving had 28-8 in that win last night. Elsewhere in the NBA, the Hawks beat the Nuggets 123-115. to The Nuggets continue with the two steps forward, three steps back, one step forward, two steps back all over the place. Trey Young outdueled Jamal Murray. 35 points, 15 assists, and Atlanta gets the win. Denver or Dallas, most disappointing team in the West right now? Oh, Denver all the way. Denver sitting in seventh place in the West now. 16 and 14, just a couple Yeah, of I, I told you it was pointless to worry about what happened in the freaking bubble with those guys. Elsewhere in the NBA, Raptors beat the Sixers. The final score, 110-103. Fred Van Vliet leading the way, 23-9. With the Nets winning, the Sixers losing. The Sixers are now just a half game in front of the Nets in the race for the best record in the Eastern Conference. Seems inevitable, doesn't it, PK, that the Nets are going to be on top in the East. Uh, in my mind, they already are. Pelicans beat the Celtics in OT, 121-15. Pelicans were down 24. They completed the largest comeback in franchise history to win that game in OT. Amazing. Minnesota Timberwolves fired head coach Ryan Saunders after the loss to the Knicks, dropped them to an NBA worst 7-24. Franchise locking in on finalizing a deal with Toronto Raptors assistant Chris Finch to become the Timberwolves' new head coach. They'll reportedly assume the role tomorrow while keeping the team's assistant coaching staff in place. Now what? We only have three sons of former NBA head coaches who are head coaches in the NBA? Can I name them? I don't think I can. I probably should be able to. Bickerstaff comes to mind immediately. Well, you just spoke of one team extensively. Now I've got to run back through which team it was I was speaking about extensively. The Nets. Nope, that's just say, ask me if they were uh, the most disappointing team. Ah, the Nuggets. Yeah, say Mike Malone. Malone, yes. And who's the third one? Silas. Yes, there you go. Houston. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Long time ago, Dave Rose was on our show, former BYU basketball coach, and at the end he told us, you got a nice thing going here, don't mess it up. That solid advice for BYU seems to have played themselves into a, a nice spot in the NCAA tournament. Of course, you can't mess it up by losing on the road in the West Coast Conference. And they didn't even come close to messing it up. They handled Saturday's game in Loyola as well as they could have. They were up 13-2, 20 in the first half, 30 in the second half. 
Loyola scored the last 15 points of the game so that they only lost by 17. It's a dominating performance. BYU should be much better, and they were much better. Yeah, I mean, that's classic West Coast Conference. Those teams have no interest in competing in basketball, and they don't. BYU improves to 17-5 and on the year, 8-3 and in the league, coming home for a couple games this week. Utah, a couple of late turnovers, played much better against Oregon than they did against Oregon State, but Oregon's a better team and had just enough to beat them 67-64. Game was tied late, Utes had leads at spots late, but Oregon gets out of there with the win. 9-10 and 10 for the Utes, they dropped below 500. That was pretty frustrating for those guys, PK. It was right there for the taking. It's been that way for a few games, and they, they couldn't get it done. I mean, they had a couple guys missing that are integral to their lineup, and so that makes them not nearly as good. So, I mean, at least they competed hard and gave them something, unlike against Oregon State. So I could live with that. I know it's disappointing for you fans. are all in a ball of frustration because their once pretty impressive program is obviously mediocre now. Utah State on the verge of going to the NCAA tournament, but those were two difficult losses at Boise State. Again, very similar deal. They were down one with five minutes to go when they played Wednesday and Friday. They were tied with three minutes to go, but the Broncos made the big plays at the end of the game and eked out an 81-78 win. So the Aggies get swept 14-7 overall, 11-4 in conference. There's four good teams at the top of that conference that could go, PK, but I don't think all four of them go, and those two losses put the Aggies at risk of getting squeezed out. It's going to be pretty interesting down the stretch here. They're going to have some big games to play. Well, you follow Joe Lenardi and let me know what he says. Okay, I will. <laughs> Big Sky, Southern Utah, and Weber State battling for second in the conference, and they both got their sweep. Southern Utah by 20 over Sac State. Weber State by 22 over your Northern Arizona Lumberjacks. So they roll. And UVU lost to New Mexico State. Dixie State split with Tarleton State. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Carson Wentz bids farewell to Philly. A lengthy Instagram post called his five years with the Eagles an amazing journey. Also said as one chapter ends, another one begins. He's going to be an Indianapolis Colts. An agreed upon trade. They've got the start of the new NFL year, so everything kind of gets held up for that. But when we see football again, he'll be wearing a horseshoe in blue and white. Guess he had time to... If there was going to be an outburst, PK, he didn't let it happen. If he had an outburst, it was behind closed doors. Frustration, whatever. At least he's going to another decent team. They were a playoff team, so there's hope there. Yeah, I don't see why there would be any reason for an outburst. Eagles released Deshaun Jackson. Joined the team in 2019 after being acquired for the Bucks. Reunited with the team who drafted him in 2008. 13 years in the NFL, that's a long run. Yeah. Assuming it's over now. See if someone else picks him up or if he's all done. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, his fiance Brittany Matthews, announced the birth of their first child. Sterling Sky Mahomes, 6 pounds, 11-ounce girl, born Saturday. Ooh, what? what his fiance? Yep. Mm, honor code. <laughs> Chiefs honor code. Andy <laughs> Reid might have to have a talk with him. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 
Dodgers' Clayton Kershaw says he'll absolutely consider the possibility of re-signing with the team after his contract ends this season. Future Hall of Fame pitcher will turn 33 less than two weeks before opening day, and there's some thought he could retire after this year. Kershaw says, I'm on a year-to-year basis. I want to reevaluate at the end of every year and see how we're doing as a family, myself personally, where we are as a team, and then just make decisions from there. I have no intentions of hanging them up. I'm only 32. I feel like I have more years left in the tank. 32, I would think so, but I guess if you get asked the question, uh, give an answer that leaves your options open. Texas Rangers, watch out for them. He's a Dallas kid, and his uh, I think his, high, yeah, his wife is a high school gal that he knew from back then. She's from the area, obviously, so... Uh, you know, money talks at the same time. I don't think he's going to get in the 30-plus million that he's getting now. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Texas made a little run for him. Big D, man. Get back to the Metroplex. Seattle Mariners president and CEO Kevin Mather apologized after his wide-ranging comments to a Rotary Club earlier this month's surface, calling his English-speaking capabilities of two members of the organization terrible and not tremendous. His comments were made to a Bellevue, Washington Rotary Club on February 5th were posted online over the weekend. Mariners not exactly piling up the winds under his stewardship. So, presidents and CEOs, they can be anonymous, but they can be pretty, uh, pretty important too. Think he's going to have to wear this in combination with their winning record or no? I have no idea what he's wearing here. I, I, I don't understand this story at all. He was negative about guys on the team behind closed doors. Well, he said that guys who didn't speak English well can't speak English well. I, I don't understand the story. Yeah, and he said that one guy uh, spoke English better after he told him he didn't want to pay for a $75,000 a year interpreter. Ooh, that's a decent gig. DJ and PK. Tony Finau, second playoff hole, and this to keep it going to a third. And this for a sand save par. Sends this on the way up to the cup, has a chance to fall and will not. And Max Homa has won the 2021 Genesis Invitational. Homa missed a three-footer at 18. He would have won it all. Instead, the California kid beats Finau in the second playoff hole. Max Homa is now part of the championship culture of the city of L.A. L.A. Kid wins at Riviera. Of course, referencing the Dodgers and Lakers. For Tony Finau, the West High Panther, a 64 on the final day. A whole bunch of birdies coming down the stretch. He did catch a huge break when Homa, who'd already birdied 17, almost birdied 18. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. That putt lipped out, but Homa gets it done. That shot from behind the tree was incredible, PK. Closing the club face and somehow whipping around that thing onto Uh, the green. Yeah, was it really behind or was it to the side, though? Seemed like a little bit of both. More to the side. More to the but, side. He yeah. was able to get the club in there, but I didn't think he could get the club in there with an angle to get the ball to, to get the green. To the green, yeah. That was a great shot. I mean, that, that whether no matter where it was, it was still a good shot. I get your point. But behind the tree would have been almost to the point of a trick shot, unbelievable. Next to maybe would have been better. Yeah, yeah. Fino shot a 64 to get into that playoff, so. Pretty frustrating to play that well on Sunday and then get beat, but he's one in three in playoffs now. Well, he had to make that putt uh, on, what was it, the first overtime hole. If you want to win the tournament, you're going to have to make that putt. 
was a chance simple, to do it. Yep. Simple as that. It was a makeable putt. It's got to go down. And we hear this all the time, you know, we get, oh, man, he's, he's, he's due, he's right there, it's just a matter, it's like a broken record, though, it's Groundhog Day with this young, with this guy, and, and we get it, man, he's a phenomenal golfer, and he's made over 20 million, and he made a boatload yesterday, and he'll go on and compete, and most likely be there, and everybody in the state of Utah just roots for him, that's just so funny, man, he's got so much love here locally, and <laughs> Everyone is just a fan of his and so desperately wants him to win. But you you got to make the plays to go more in a sports vernacular. you got to make the shots. And in that case, you had to have made that putt. I don't know what other way to say it. Sure, I wanted him to make it too, just as much as everybody else. But you, you have to make that putt. And Homo was let off the hook. He was like the, who was it? The Vikings? Who was the... Who's Denny Green? No, the Bears. We let him off the hook with that famous Cardinals and Bears, yeah. Yeah. We let him, I mean, homeless guy, he's three-footer and he doesn't make it. I mean, that's incredible. So he got fortunate. But Tony, and then it wasn't like it was a three-footer that he missed. What was it? How far did they uh, range it at? Was it eight feet, ten feet? I don't even remember. It's around ten feet, I think. Yeah, but you make that thing and you win. I can live with what happened on the next hole, but uh, the par three, but that... First one, got to make that putt. It was a golden opportunity right there. Yeah. All right, DJ PK, that is what is trending, and it is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, is going to join us coming up at 8 o'clock. Rick Bennell covers the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA for the Charlotte Observer. Jazz in Charlotte tonight. We will talk to Rick next. Stay with us.